This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is a very rare occurrence. We are taping this uh, on the same day of the broadcast. Is that a first in Enough About Me history or not? Is it? It's a first, but, you know, big events, you know, Ken the assassination, uh, the challenger, tragedies, maybe not as tragic as this, but tragedies nevertheless, I think call for big moments. And we have a big, um, uh, yeah, Dennis O'Callaghan show announcement uh, to make. Everybody's been asking about it for weeks and weeks and weeks, and we finally have our answer. Uh, People have been asking, you know, when is this going to happen? I'm reading this, I'm hearing this, I'm hearing this. I can give you confirmation right now that I have major, major show news that will impact the show for years to come uh, and the station for years to come. We are welcoming an old friend back. That's right. Who is it, you might ask? Is it John Meter Perel? Steve Chaccio? John Dennis? Uh, somebody else I can't think of? Imus? Imus? Is Fabus Sports Babe coming back? No, no, as Larry Craig once said, no to all. No, 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 no. Now, the last time we spoke to this person, he was, I'd say, about 340 pounds, defeated, disgusting, depressed, inarticulate, dumb, ill-prepared for the job. But he is now, I give him credit, he crawled away, so he's never coming back, and really held him to his word. Three months later, has returned to the show as the producer of the Dennis and Callahan featuring Minahan show, Am I correct in saying that Chris Curtis is once again the producer of the show? Yes, sir. What is the title, the official title? The executive producer of the show? No, just producer. Well, Le- so, lead producer of the Dennis so, Callahan show. So, <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't describe what it's like looking at Curtis right now. It's like, I keep thinking of Benjamin Button, but I can't think of the right movie where he's CGI. Curtis, when you left, you weighed how much? 275. And that, what day did you leave? Uh, April 13th of this year. April, April, May, May, June, June, July. Four months later, give or take. How much do you weigh right now? A little under 200 pounds. It is so fucked up. I can't even... I still haven't been able to look at you. We had lunch today. I couldn't even look at you. It's so weird. It's so creepy. So you lost 70 pounds in four months. Yes. How did you do that? What is a basic Chris Curtis day? Basic Chris Curtis day, sleep in. Okay. Eat That's, a healthy breakfast. Okay, those are both gone now. Walk the dog for a while. Mm-hmm. About a three-mile walk. Okay. Go to the gym. Uh-huh. What would you do at the gym? Uh, just um, a little bit of weights, but mostly uh, uh, treadmill. Okay. And then um, go home, listen to music, listen to some sports talk radio, and uh, that was my day for about four months. So you left here, you hated it. You left and you were kind of strange and sort of fucked up and gave weird reasons, and and you were not happy. You were not a happy person. That is correct. You left. You I lost did. 70 pounds. Yes. You look great. You seem, you look younger. You look happier. So the natural question is, why would you ever come back to this fucking place that chewed you up, destroyed you, almost killed you, and now four months later, you're back, you're going to do the same thing, you're going to deal with the same shit. 
with the same people. I'm going to be back in your life again now every single day. I missed it. What did you miss about it? I love the morning. We joke about setting the dialogue, which was a stupid it's, thing it's I your, said. It's your joke, not mine. That yes. was the greatest comedy of all time. One of the great moments of my life was when I found out you were doing the Richard Deitch, my friend now, the Richard Deitch podcast. And I couldn't wait. I kept uploading it and refreshing and refreshing and refreshing. And Joey Zarbano uh, texted me and said, it's up. And it was the comedy gift of all time. I'm sure Ben will have some uh, a drop or two from it here at some point. Or at some point, Ben, maybe some drops of Curtis here over the last, you know, the last few months on the job maybe because there was things, things didn't end so great. But God, you miss you miss being part of the of the of the morning radio show. I did. I missed the show. I missed the um, at the end. I was miserable. I needed to leave. But as I as time grew and the distance between my last time here grew further apart, I was as time grew as the distance grew. Okay, as the time mm-hmm. you know elapsed. Okay, I could uh, see that with the weight, you certainly also <laughs> gained some articulation. You're Happy hard. to hear that. Um, and so basically, I you know I started looking for work and how'd that go? Not very well. Do you feel like you maybe burned some bridges locally? Uh, I think I burned... And nationally? Lots of bridges were burnt on the Dennis and Callahan show. Did you go uh, across the street to try and get a job? Yeah, that was not received well. So you did try? Um, I mean, I didn't really get past the point of trying. The sort of... Well, what show were you... Well, you work for us now, so now you have oh, to be I, honest. So I, what, was the, what was the process? Well, what, I, what show were you looking at? Well, there was no, nothing available, but what I was looking to do, I had Well, actually, the kid left Toucher and Rich, right? Wasn't he a producer? No? Uh, Adolfo, yes. Yeah. Um, did you try and work for them? No, I did not. You did not. Okay. Um, I had lunch with Tony Maz, and I tried to sort of get into the good graces back with uh, the people there, but um, calls were not really answered. Through Tony? Um, no, I. this is before Tony, but nothing really came of it with uh, the, the management across the street. Okay. Um, I looked at one. ESPN. Yeah, that probably didn't go very well. Didn't go like far what, at all. Like nationally or locally? or No, nationally. There was jobs that I... Were you willing to leave Boston? Yes. To move your wife and Skittles and go to wherever? Yes. Okay. She was okay with that? Um, she said she was, but yes. I yes. don't know if she ended up would have. If she what? If she would have in the end. Okay. If she ended up would have? <laughs> he looks as nervous as ever. He's getting fatter. He's getting fatter without eating. It's amazing to watch this. By the end of this podcast, you're going to weigh like 275. Close to it. Uh, well, we talked a few times and you, because and you, uh, we always got along. Even when we didn't get along, we always got along okay. You mentioned... Uh, some Yahoo thing and something with Florio. Am I making these things up or no? No. Um, there was an opportunity with uh, Yahoo Sports Radio um, and oh, Bleacher God. Report. Oh, um, that never really... Would you want to do that? To do what? Produce a national show. Oh, you don't want to do that. Right. A fucking national show? I was kind of like College Football Saturday point. with Dan fucking, you know, Hanson or something? Well, I was, I was told of an opportunity that was... Producing an afternoon drive show and basically being a hybrid management position down what there. What was the show? Um, it was Sean Salisbury and <laughs> someone else. Yeah. So that would have been. And you I would have lived in s- Houston. Uh, what? Yeah, that's where they're based. Okay. So then there was actually a guy that called in on my last day here who had a, a I company. We talked in, about that. In Marlboro. Like Western. That, okay. Yeah. That was bullshit, though, right? Totally, yeah. He was never, never okay. came to fruition. And then um, I actually worked one day for Jason Wolf. You did? Yes. Doing what? Um, I was training for, um, he has a business show that he does. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah, And uh, so I was training to sort of do that and get some fill-in money (laughs) producing that. Jesus Christ. And so after doing that, I realized that I was completely miserable doing anything. What about the Florio thing? What was that? Oh, there was uh, NBC Sports Radio um, had some opportunities that didn't really come to fruition, but I spoke with um, the PD of NBC Sports Radio through Florio and that didn't. So at what point did you say, okay, uh. Like, when you left here, 
did you in your mind when you left here in April? Did you think I'm never working here again? I fucking hate this place. Fuck this place. Fuck these guys. Or was the door always open in, in, in that mind of yours? In the very back of my mind, I think there was a chance I would come back. But um, when I left here, I mean, I just I was as depressed as I've ever been in my life. But why? I mean, we all have to deal with this every day. Why was it so much worse for you than the rest of us? Because I was. I had let myself go so much that I took everything way – I even admitted this when I left. I took everything way too personally at the end of my time. You did. And you, were really, you were really, really fucking bad when we did those segments, the, the trivia stuff. I never understood that. You were like, you were like super – unlike you, you were really sensitive. Yeah, no, I was miserable. I mean, it, and I, I, I said so at the time, and I'll say have it again. you boned up on your movie watching? I, I saw Born in the theaters. Very good. <laughs> but have you seen any of the other ones? That we had the, any classics? Well, I didn't want to ruin it in case I did come back. So, no, I haven't. Oh, okay. <laughs> good, so, I wanted good, to keep good. the bit alive. So, at what point did you say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back here? Uh, I had lunch with Phil um, Zachary. Phil Zachary, Chris. Uh, about a uh, month and a half, two months ago. Yeah. And um, that was initially sort of to see what was out there for Entercom in general. Right. Um, and it went well. And at the end, he sort of was threw it out there, you know, would you be open in a different capacity or in some capacity of returning? And I said, sure. And then certain things um, were evolving at the station, mm-hmm. um, some changes in management and some on-air possibilities of change. And that really were, um, were things that I – were there any ways that were, were, if if were there certain things where if things were existing or different that you wouldn't have come back? Yes, I, some, some there, things had to change. Yes, yes, there are management certain, and on air. Management and on air. Yes, I um, would not have worked again with certain people. No, really. Yes. How would you have great? So so how long were you here? Were you here for like three? Three almost? years. Did you overall was it a good experience or no? Um. Yeah. I mean, I would say the first the Seems first like it got worse and worse for you. First half of it was great. We had, I mean, not great. But why is it not going? Ha- why is this not going to happen again? Because you got to deal with me and Jerry every single day. Because I've taken care of myself, so I don't take it as personal. Have offense. you gone? Have you gotten like uh, therapy? Yes. yes. Really? Yes. How, how did that go? Uh, it was good. I have very high levels of anxiety that have been. Oh, um, really? Yes. I, we knew that, Chris. Yes. We could have told you that. And how um, often do you go to therapy? Once a week. Man or woman? Woman. And what what was the what was your breakthrough moment? Um, I don't know if I've had a breakthrough moment. I just think it was was it mostly about the show? No, my no. There was personal things as well that I about how your dad beat you up. Yes, no, um, no. Just things. I had just I had no confidence, and I was just taking everything way too personally. Finally, sat down with someone, lost some weight, gained some self confidence, and. Um, no, I, I think I just talked through things in a in like a way what? now. Like what? When you talked about the show, what, what would be what would be a discussion? Well, there was a point where I didn't know what was real and what was fake. From from me or from from the show in general? Like, like what? Like you know, being called dumb every five seconds. That being was real. Called a slob every five seconds. That was very be, real. Being <laughs> told that I'm bad at my job. Real. Being told that you know I'm a moron or an idiot constantly. That that wore on me. Okay. So do you think these are going to go away now? No, but I'm in a different position now to handle it. I don't, because you I don't, lost weight? No, because I, I've, I've been able to view the show from 10,000 feet that I wasn't able to before. It's 30,000 feet. Well, 30,000 feet, right. but yes, thank well, you. What, what, have you. What have you learned from, about the show? Um, that it is a show, because people I talk to, I, outside of people in like therapy, I talk to people in radio, <laughs> and that they've basically told me that it's, you know, those are just like, they, when I tell them what pissed me off, they'd be, they'd tell me like, you're a moron. That's just radio shit. Well, but what happens when you really like fuck up and we really get mad at you? 
well, if I really fuck up, I really fuck up. That's yeah, but, gonna happen. But, but in the past, when you really fucked up, you wouldn't think you really fucked up, though. I don't think the way I was in the last year or so was the way I was the first two years on the show. That might be true. And I think that I'm working with someone now in Ken who's awesome. Who knows what he's doing, and I don't think I'll be having to do more work than. Oh, you, oh, you're, so you're taking a shot at sausage. No, I just don't think we worked well together at the end. I just think it was, um, I don't know. I mean, it was just, it was a tough. The, the the situation was bad. I wasn't doing my job well. First and foremost, I wasn't prepared, and um, I was miserable. What I mean, happened in the last few weeks? Like you would take these days off, or you would leave. You would send like it just seems like you were you were gone. Like you were just gone. I didn't. Want, I wanted to be anywhere but here. I just. Uh, I mean, we had some real fights, you and I. Yes, you. Yes. And why do you think that that's? You think that's not going to happen now? I'm just trying to be honest. You're back, and and you know, I knew you were coming back, and I I advocated it because I think you're going to do a good job. I'm happy you're coming back, but my voice concerned for you is personally. I'm like, you know, I think you're going to get fucked up again. I think you're going to put on all this weight. You're going to get upset. It's going to. I think the the thing that the, the the reason you're a good producer. I don't know if you're a good producer. The reason that the, one of the things you do well. Is your passion for the job? I think is the most important. You're more passionate about the job, your job, than anybody else in that position. I know. I think that's what ultimately drives you crazy, though, too. At the same time. Well, I think that that's. Do you have perspective now? Yeah, I do. But I also think that that's the reason you ask why would I come back. There's nothing else in my life. that I know, I can... but Chris, why can't you just take another job that you're 75 percent happy with, seventy percent happy with, and it's not going to fuck you up? This job, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, as your friend or whatever, at uh, one twenty-two on Thursday afternoon. It's been a busy day already. Is that this job is going to drive you fucking crazy? Now it drives me crazy, but I, I make a lot of money, so you know, I, you know, I, I deal with it. I, I can deal with it. It's, it's and also I can shit on people. It's going to drive you crazy. We're going. You think you know? You think that Jerry and I are going to suddenly be easy on you? No, but that's not what I want. I feel like I failed at the end last time. I feel like I was the one who couldn't handle. Eh, it. No, nah, it was everybody. There was a bad situation. No, but, but I'm was, saying yeah. personally, that's how I feel, and yeah, I. But, and, but that's not right. But when I come back, when I'm coming back, and the reason I'm back is because... Right, what are you going to do differently as a producer? Um, I'm going to be far more prepared. When, when weren't you prepared in the past? You were no, always pretty prepared. No, I, I mean in terms of like morning of the show, like set things in front of me. This is going to be not that interesting for people Don't worry here, about but, it. But, I don't care. Um, but basically I want to have a set list of sound and stories that we have, mm-hmm. which obviously we take right turns all the time that may not even come up during the show, but... When you guys come in and you're like, we need ideas or something, I would say almost 75 to 90% of the time, I would say, I don't know, or That's whatever. True. And it would really piss you guys off and take things down a different road. It's a part of your job, yeah. So to have things ready in case whatever the story of the day isn't working, things that I can go to or, or pitch to you guys in the middle of a show to make the show better. Also, I think that the less personal I take things, the more able I am to sustain and deal with the show, the better I will be at it because... I, I checked out at the end of shows. I was pissed off. I'd throw my headsets down. I would do certain things that were childish and immature. And I think that now coming to it, understanding exactly how things are run and how they, the show is run, I can uh, handle that and be more prepared for it in the future. Do you think if you had taken, let's just say you and, and Jess and uh, uh, Pudge Pudge had gone to Houston and you did a really boring Yahoo Afternoon sports show and you got to do some management as well. You wouldn't have the juice that you, you know, the, not not the juice, but you wouldn't have the action that you have here, be in the middle of shit that you have here. Maybe you'd be really happy doing that shitty, stupid national show, though, you know? I don't think so, because I, I love the juice here. I, that's a huge, you know that. I mean, I, I love gossiping more than anybody. And that's a, a, a big part of, that's a big reason why I like this. <laughs> Being the producer, I compared this uh, to my wife over the weekend. Being you the compared producer, this to your wife? Uh, yes. <laughs> I compared, you compared this to your wife no, over the weekend? I, I made a comparison to my wife. Oh, I got you. Okay. Thank you. No problem. God. Um, 
that being a producer of Dennis and Callahan is like having like one of those like government jobs. You get sort of in the know things, but you don't get the salary or other things for it. You get some some oh, semblance of power in this right, small world. Right. And I enjoy that. You do? Yes. You, it's fun. It's fun to know what's going on. I did I didn't sense a lot of fun from you the last, you know, I would say year and a half. Right. I I agree. But there is a big element of that year and a half that's no longer an element. And Sausage? I, yes. No. Yes. <laughs> and I think going – I want to also be a part of the show in its next setting. I think that's going to be – I think it's going to be the best it's ever been. And I would love to you know, be have a front seat for it, and that's why I'm here. Uh, how about the, the change in, in program director? Jerry and I have been – you've probably heard us. We're pretty effusive in our praise of Kevin Graham. Yeah, I, I didn't feel Can you understand that. that from our perspective? Oh, yeah. He was great to you guys. So what was the problem? Uh, I felt that uh, Kevin was – I think that when I would go to him with a complaint or go to him with some, some idea or some something that I wasn't really listened to, um, and I think that he wanted you guys to really like him, and the people in the middle weren't quite as important. What was a bit – so give me an example. So give me an example. So we would we would Kevin would, Kevin would come in with me with us once a week, right? Yep. And they talk about weeklies, and you know, weeklies for me are, are nothing. They're, they're they're insignificant. They're a fucking fingerprint on a skyscraper. You know, they just don't. I don't know if you agree or not. They just don't matter. I mean, right. you know, monthlies barely matter. But he'd come in and say, yeah, yeah, you know. But but then he'd leave. My guess, from what you would say or what other guys would say, is that he would complain to you about us, but he wouldn't complain about it to us. Right. Yeah. Well. I- so what what is your job then? Like let's just say so let's say I don't know, let's say Joey's our bottom gets the program director's job, right? Inevitably he's gonna have the that 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 same thing is going to happen. It's just gonna it's just gonna happen with that job. That job, part of that job is to do that. For some reason, I don't know why, it's part of their job. So when he complains to you, why is it gonna be different? Well, when this came up the other day, Ken and I had lunch with Joey and oh, I'm sorry I missed that. Joey was making a point about um you know the clock and how important the clock is. right we talked about it and um and ken was had a great line he's like well okay you know we we've told them that we that we've said that, that this is a great line important. a great point oh okay also and, great line though let me write that down please do so um Jesus. so i in that regard and joey listened and, and took that it wasn't like you guys were wrong and i think with kevin it would 25 be, 40 55 the right, clock right the clock we right. know it Right, but that comes up when you see somebody light the lights. I listened when I wasn't working here. You flip out. Well, don't nobody well, lights the lights. But you've been in there though. But you've been in. You've done the show, which is if you got something going on, right? And it's forty three, and it's a really good discussion. Well, I mean, you know, it's hard to just say, okay, let's stop. Let's just go to a break for five minutes or whatever the fuck it is. Right. If there's nothing going on, I'll go twenty five, forty, fifty five every single fucking hour. If you if if you tell me to do that, but what I need, and I would tell Kevin this, and I told Joey this the other day. Prove it to me. Keep, put two pieces of paper in front of me and say, here's the number when you don't do it. Here's the number when you do it. The number when you hit the clock is 25% higher than the number when you don't. If that happens, I'll do it every single time. Yeah, but no, I, but I, I haven't agree. seen it of you. No, and, and, I, and, and I don't I, – I, they, they might be right. If they're right, great. I, I welcome that. No, we talked about getting evidence to show you guys about certain topics and sure. certain things so that we have it. Instead of us just saying it, we can provide you actual detailed data that shows that. But my thing with, with just going back to what's going to be different, my thing with Kevin was that saying one thing to the group and then different to us and then blaming us for when things weren't followed through by you guys. 
And I just think that if it's that important, the program director should be able to say it to the host. Sure. And that way, you know, because obviously I don't control what you say. But isn't it part of your job to be a shield? Yes. Right. No, and I agree. And I agree that is a part of my job. It shouldn't be the entire job. No, right. But I mean, but part of your job is sometimes if you have a discussion with a PD or whomever or a salesperson or a management person, sometimes you have to, you individually, part of the, just interesting from a radio producer's job, sometimes you have to say, is this worth going to Kirk about? Right. Because you know that, that he's going to be overreact and act like a fucking baby. Absolutely. Is it worth going to Jerry about? Because Jerry will say, I fucking hate this guy. I'll never fucking talk to him again. Right. Sometimes it's worth it, I'm oh, guessing. Yeah. And sometimes it's like you just put it in your pocket, right? No, and also because there are times if I were to even mention something, say this guest host in tomorrow that was somebody else's idea, you would then flip out and that would carry on the air into like miserable Kirk. Right. Where, so it's Which is not sense. so bad sometimes. Right, sometimes. Right. But there are sometimes when it's better that you What's don't What's the dumbest idea you ever had? Uh, George Diaz. No. No, uh, that was a good one. Uh, dumbest guest or just show idea? Anything. I don't know. What got the angriest reaction from us? Jeez. Yeah, the real angriest one, we still play the drop all the time, is when you said we should move on. But I think your heart was in the right place. It was in the right place. That still makes me cringe when I hear that drop. That was a fuck up on your part. Though. Yes. But I think I know what you were trying to do. There, I don't remember the exact details, but I remember I told you something that someone on another show had said, or there was some gossip that I shouldn't have told you about, and you've lost your mind. On the air? No, this was during a break, and Jerry's like yelled at me. He's like, Chris, he's already insane. You can't do this. And he came back in like throwing shit in the studio, and it was... Um, how, was how, how, would you, how would you rank everyone? How was Jerry to work with? I love Jerry. He's not a, not a problem. Uh, no. Uh, no, I love Jerry because we always know where you stand. There's no bullshit, and he's direct. So, no, I... I, I He's, he's not easy to work with because he's demanding, but you know where you stand. I don't even know if he's that demanding. I think he's pretty fair. Like, I think I can be irrational. Like, I don't think Jerry is irrational ever. No, I, but I think Jerry expects you to do your job, and if you do your job, right. he's, he supports you. But, you know, he'll be – he'll tell he, – it's not like he won't let you know if you're right, not well, doing I mean, well. All right, let me ask you this uh, before you – so when I got here, the – which is right before you got here, right? Like a month or two? Yeah, you started in February, started April. The – Afternoon producers were Ben and Andy. The midday producer was Joe Zarbano. Right now, technically, as we speak, the midday producer is Joe Zarbano. That will change. The afternoon producers are Ben and Andy. No changes. Patio at night, right? Right. Hasn't changed. The weekend guys are still the same loper, those guys. So no changes. Uh, we've gone through, since I got here, Steve Chaccio, Chris Curtis, Stitch, Sausage, Paul, Ken, Chris Curtis again. That's seven different producers in three years. Why is that? Why have the other shows not changed? We've gone through seven. The biggest thing is the obvious one is the personalities and the egos of the members of the show. But if you, you've, you've worked with us. Have we ever said, oh, we want this guy fired? A producer? No. No. You, you haven't know. said you want somebody fired. You've said that they don't seem to be into it or they don't really like it. But yeah, you we have never... problems with sausage. He was just, and I like, I liked him a lot as a guy. He's a good kid, but he just, he would tell you. I think he would tell you he was not. His heart was not into the job. No, I, I you've but never no, said but, you want somebody fired. Per but why, se. So, what do you mean, personalities and egos? Uh, it's, it's a very, very volatile group that. It's very hard to enter in. If anybody were to walk in in the morning, we have our office. There's three desks. And if you walk in at like quarter of six before the show, it's silent. Right. There's Sports Center on in the background, and there's three of the biggest media personalities in the, in the city sitting together, not talking. But it's also 5.30 in the morning. Right. And then you go in, and we sort of have an idea of what's going on. And the show starts, and it's 
controlled chaos or sometimes not controlled chaos. Right. And there's one person in one ear saying we need this cut, another person saying we want to play this, one saying why the hell is John talking about that. And it is four hours of very, very high stress um, – it's a high stress environment. It's unlike any show I've ever produced. I've produced national shows. I've produced other local shows. The, the the demands of the show in terms of the hours, I think that's also a big reason. 6 to 10 a.m., people are not really that happy. They're it's kind tough. Of, it's a tough time to be – you don't have a lot of sleep. And there's not usually news breaking during our show, so it's sort of collecting sound from the night before. And it's just a different – it's a totally different vibe than any other show I've been on. It's the, And the, your ego – so, for example, you would come in and say, this sucks. I don't want to talk about this. John would be saying, I want this sound from, um, you know, Sports Center with Greg Popovich talking about right. Tim Duncan. Right. And then Jerry would sort of be in the middle, you know, obviously sort of wanting to do what you did, but, you know. And it was that was a constant thing. About every 20, 30 minutes, there'd be these in-show in debates between the hosts. That That's not a reason up. why producers quit, though. Well, the, it's a tough – we'll do that every day. It's a grind. Yeah, but I do do it every day. It's a grind. Right. But that's but you're not producing it. You're no, on the here, air. But here's – yes. I, I, what I think – number one reason I think. Although although even like – Chach was there forever, but the other seat changed seven or eight times. Yeah, that was constant. I think it's I, – I think – I agree the three of us aren't the easiest guys to work with. But for me, I would say hours, money. That's, I think, the biggest thing. Yeah, because – well, that's I mean, two true. to six – producing two to six, Ben and Andy do a really good job. But you can get up as late as you want, and you're home in a semi-reasonable hour. And you can have a social life. You have a social. It's it's not. And I mean, Dale. I might get. I don't know. My guess is Dale and Michael and Jerry are easier to deal with than the three of us. But that is just an intended to. It's just it's just an easier lifestyle. But just to go back, you said that the personalities. It's more hours and money, and that may be true. But I would say that the hours make the personalities that much tougher, and make the I money, agree, and make the money that much less willing to accept. But that's what I mean, though. But yeah, I guess. But I mean, if yes. That's probably true, but if the show if we were on two to six, it'd be easier. Right, it'd be I mean, easier. You get home, you could still get home and have dinner, and you right. can go out and get, get up the next morning and as late as you want, really. And yeah, but it just it just the, the the way that you guys, I don't think any other show puts the, the producers are basically a part of the show on Dennis and Callahan, unlike other shows, no question. And so. There is this. I mean, you do hear you do hear them on other shows, but you we do. incorporate them. I would say more so than any other show in the market. Yeah. Yes. I'd say I'd say it's probably true. And so it's it's just it's just a lot going on. And I think there are people who for money like Iggy who left for a better job or, you know, people like Chacha were here for twenty years. I mean, how what percent of the years that Chacha was here do you think he was happy? I would none. say none, right? Zero. So I, I don't know, but I, I do think that the, the biggest thing for, for why there's such a turnover is that the demands aren't good. Some people can't handle the demands, and some people can't handle the money. How much of the show did you listen to when you were gone? You were not a, I, thought, I thought you were going to bother me and text us, and it, there was not a lot of that. I tried really hard not to do be like that because that bothered me when I left, when, when like Chach would be like, this is a show idea. Or, did it bother you that the ratings didn't go down at all? That really hurt. Did no, you, no I knew the show was going to do well. Um, uh, you were kind of pat, and you were so weird about the fucking Twitter account. Like you were going, you thought you were going to keep the Twitter account for a couple of days. Were you that crazy? Well, I like did. I, I, but, but Chris, but it wasn't. But it was a show's account. You were not the you were a producer on the show, right? But I, I think mean, tell that, me you if, if you haven't gotten past that argument yet. If you're still rational about that, we're going to have problems. No, I I I, I knew, but deep you were down being, I but you were being strange about it. I know that you helped build it up. There's no question. You did a good job. You're going to do a good job when you take over. My guess is you're going to take it over. Yes. Right? Is Ken going to be able to tweet? You're going to allow Ken to tweet on of the course. account? Okay. 
but like the last couple of days, you were like, "I'm gonna take the Twitter account with me." Like we were gonna, we have to change the password on you. Like, no. a, why would you still want it? You weren't on the show anymore. And b, why would you? It's it's property of the show. No, well, I think that was that was a reaction more so to Kevin. Like that'd be like a Letterman writer I, saying, "I'm taking the top ten with me" or something. It didn't make any sense. No, it was it was a uh, misplaced um, rage yeah, about yeah, the, the show. I didn't it was, get it. Yeah, no, I, but it was it was frustrating to me because I don't know who did it, but somebody changed the password on me. And was yeah, like, we told we, we we told we had to do it because you were you know we ate, you were you were you were acting really strange at the end. We didn't know what you were going to tweet out. Right. So anyway, but yes, that was. You could uh, talk about it. You've moved on. You've changed. You're 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 a man of. Uh, no, I, I counseling was, now and, and stuff. No, I I would definitely say that um, that was a um, if there was something I could take back, it would be that. That's it. Well, that would be one thing I would take back. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I would also say that I should have gone directly to you at some point along the line. You wouldn't have changed, but I at least would have gotten it off my chest of like, you know, like is this real today or whatever? When I was getting really down and like when the show was suffering by my personality. I didn't enjoy that. I didn't like watching you suffer. Oh yeah, slow misery. I listened back to some of the sound over the uh, past couple of days of the uh, podcast from from before that you did, and that was um, which on one? Me. The, the, you did a podcast on, with Craig and I and uh, Sausage and I. Uh, some somebody's puppet. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, no, and um, no, it was. I do think that you. Can I ask you a question? You, absolutely. Yeah, I wish you you doing a better job than Mutt did when he had asked me questions a couple okay. weeks ago. What is it about me in particular that just pisses I have never you been off? able to put my finger on it. And I'll be honest; it's even a little bit, not as much today, but even a little bit. Just your face annoys me a little bit. It aggravates. I me. could tell, but that's sec- good. But it's good. It's okay. You know, I like you. We've off the air. We've always gotten along. Okay, even even during our fights, we've always been able to. I think there's been a, a common reason for our anger. We've had anger placed. I think our anger has always been somewhere else. We've kind of used that. We, we weren't really able to put it there. Right. We've kind of used it on each other. Would you agree with that? I, I would agree with that. And I would say that I think that the three months at the end of my time here. It was mostly about that. Was And I think that the what's happening sooner rather than later on the show would help. have been would have been sooner had that had you not been able to place some of that rage onto me. Into Maybe. I, I, don't, oh, I don't know. I don't know. But you know, it just why we can say you saw today. Even today, you think I'm aggravated with you? No, when I walked in, you were like, you gave me this look with. Like, when I that, first saw you, yeah. Well, because you look fucking so different. No, I, I do, Chris. I, you look, you don't. I mean, I'm sure you get it every day now, right? Everybody says yes, to you how yes. different you look, and now I've got sort of, I'm able to. Oh, you still have a belly. <laughs> you need to work on that a little bit. But I do think you got a stomach stable surgery. Yeah, well, you're, you're saying you did not. I did not. You swear on the life of your dog. You. Did I not. swear on the life of my dog. Your wife. My wife. You did not have. You had no surgery. No surgery. Nothing. No. Anyway, but there's a yeah, it's something. Something there's that little thing, but that's good for the show, I think. No, it's good because let's be honest. Is I'll be in a better mood, I think, overall. Now it's good to have you around because that'll occasionally get me angry, which is ultimately good for the show. No, and that's and that's what I was. That's why I'm back is because looking back on it, at its best, the show was, you know, okay, we got you know not not a lot's going on. We got Curtis in there looking stupid with his flip flops or whatever. Well, the show had a great. I think the show had a great run during the Deflategate stuff for like. Three, two or three months, like about a year ago, we had a great, great run. I think that's the best the show was when I was on the challenge area. A lot of great years before, but we had a really good run. That summer into fall is the reason why we had an awesome fall. Yeah, you know, but- I think that was a great, that was a really good, and, you, that, and that's to my point with you when, when we talked about bringing you back. So I said, the one thing I'll say about Chris is we're going to have problems. We're going to have problems again. There's no doubt. We're going to be up and down, but the guy's a bulldog. If I told you, you're working Monday, right? Yes. We're at Gillette. Yes. If I said to you, Chris, I want Robert Kraft and, and uh, Roger Goodell in studio at eight o'clock. You would fucking try and do it, right? I mean, it, it would, you know, it wouldn't work, and I'd get mad at you if it didn't work. But you, instead of saying that's fucking impossible, you would bust your ass to try and do it. 
Now, are you going to be... Now, the other thing is you do have... Jerry and I have had some problems. You've been a little loose with the truth occasionally in the past, too. A little bit. You would tell us something that wasn't quite the truth. We'd find it later on. You'd, you'd cop up to it later. Is that That's not going to be an issue anymore? I am 100% truthful. I haven't been truthful in this, in this I, podcast. How do I know? I don't know. Yes. But you had surgery. These weird no. things, you know, these weird sort of, you know, that, that's gone now? That's gone. That's gone. That's all been met with therapy and everything? Everything. What is the reasons for this? What does your therapist say? What is, it, what is, your, what is your reason? What is the root of your anxiety? I honestly, I, I don't know what the, the root is. Well, I think it's a lack of self-confidence. Yeah, but where is that born from? Uh, well, you guys I, must have done some digging, you and your doctor. Well, yeah, I know well, I do uh, it. What is your, what is your... Well, um, I, was, I was really big as a kid, like, surprise. But, um, and so social settings and stuff like that, I having, had anxiety and um, feeling like I have to prove myself to others causes yeah. anxiety. I don't okay. know. Are you going to, how are you going to be able to keep this weight off and stay healthy with this job? With this job that almost killed you? Because honestly... The fact Thank that you, you and Jerry are going to think that this is going to be gone in like a week or two is going to drive me to go to the gym every day. Every day you're going to go to the gym. It's easy to say now. What time did you get up today? Oh, 7. It was great. Yeah, that's what I mean. What time do you get up now for the job? 3.30. <laughs> oh, that's so much. That's, that's earlier than I get up. Yeah. How are you going to do that? You're going to be so tired. You would take these naps. You'd be gone for hours. Yeah. I, th- that's the other thing. No more naps. Well, you got to take a nap. No, 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 no. You should take a nap. You should take a nap. I'm going to try take, not to do it as much. Don't take sausage naps. I don't nap. Like, I, I literally don't nap. I, I feel like shit when I nap. But you should nap. You get up early. You should take an hour nap. But don't take a four-hour nap. Yeah. No, that, that, that just that, makes you lazy. That, well, like, that's just, the, the sleep schedule gets totally ruined when you do that. So. Well, what time, I mean, are we going to be getting these, you know, are you going to be handling, so we get these just, you know, little inside radio. We get these rundowns every night that are fucking, I don't know, honestly, with Jerry and I, I don't know if you need to send them anymore. Well, that was a point of conversation we had, which is that... Or maybe, a, you know, a, more of a bullet point. Yeah, more of a bullet point, not quite as in-depth, in because um, you and Jerry tend to not require as much information about the relatively obvious news stories of the day. What is your take? You listen to a lot of sports talk radio, over. I'm guessing, over the last four months. Yep. What is the state of, of sports, Boston sports talk radio from a guy who's sealing is to be a program director one day, as he told Richard Deitch. Yes. Um, I would say that I think the – it's tough in the recent days, in the recent months, because summertime is kind of whatever. It's but, tough. Uh, I would say in general, I still think that this is the best show in the market. I'm not just saying that because you're here. I said that when I wasn't working here. Um, I do find that the um, – I don't get the concept. It's on both stations. The the Patriots player training camp interview type things. I don't understand. Well, we don't do that. No, I know we don't. As a show, you said the Boston sports. I don't understand why everybody loves having these guys. That on. doesn't have a big appeal to me either. I, maybe the fans like it. I guess I, I don't. They don't. But the thing about the Patriots is, you know, they're the Patriots players are told not to say anything. Right. You know, going in, they're not going to say anything. You just want to have them on because they play for the. Like, I understand if it's sponsored. That's one thing, but they just have a guy on. Really, in any of the sports, these guys are never go- – we're at the worst time in history in terms of athletes giving stuff away. No, and the other thing is that, the, 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 in general, the hosts are so nice to these people that are giving them nothing, and then they waste 10 minutes, and they, they slap them on the ass, say, great, thanks. But you know, what are you going to break a guy's – it's, it's no, tough. No, I, I wouldn't book that. And the other thing is I don't understand is these live from training camp broadcasts where they're sort of half giving you play-by-play of what's going on. Totally bores me. I don't understand it. But I think this fall will be – as good a fall as there's been in a long time, because you have a Red Sox team in a pennant race. Yep, that still has a manager on the hot seat. Yep, you have so, a wild election. Wild election. You in have Garoppolo. Yep. Oh, it's going to be a great fall. I think. I think you know the sports stations are going to both plural are going to are 
going to do really well. I think people are going to, you know, we're going to be flipping around back and forth to get as much as they can. And if Garoppolo's good and they get off to a good start, it's going to be not that it's going to be a quarterback controversy. That's not going to happen, but it is going to be the Patriots. The, the, the appetite for the Patriots is insane right now. It is in the Red Sox are good, really good. Like they've won one six, six in a row as we're taping yep. this. Is that right? They've what 15 over 500. Yep. And people are into it, but they're getting swallowed by the Patriots. I no. mean, swallowed. I mean, all it takes, it doesn't have to be 4-0. and 3-1 in a really, really good Garoppolo. That is back to 2000-whatever, one all over again in terms of interest in this market. Obviously, oh, we're already there, days. Chris. The last couple of years has been, I mean, look at the two morning shows last fall. I mean, it was fucking crazy. It was no. the two highest-rated sports shows One in out the of country. three men, 25 to 54. Right. Not listening. the two highest-rated morning shows in Boston, which it was. Not the two highest-rated... You know, uh, it was, well, I should say it was two of the four or five highest rated radio shows in America. And it's not even, number two is not even close when it comes to that. Boston compared to any it's other wild. market in the country. It's crazy right now. It's dwarf. I, I can't, you look, you go around, I'll look at ratings from other cities. The shows do really well, but you'll see a show win whatever, Houston or Minneapolis with a 5-8 rating right. or a 6-3 rating. I don't know. So what is the Chris Curtis new, you're in change man. We'll wrap it up with this. What is the Chris Curtis philosophy now? For producing this morning show, the philosophy and, what, and why is it different? And is it different? Um, there's some tweaks to it. In general, I I find that my my best asset is that I work hard, and I'm going to continue to do that. But I'm going to sort of I've got for guests. You hate guests. I understand that most of them suck. I kind of have a plan to try and target Jeff Passan. Yes, I, I looked at my first show sheet that I did for you guys way back on April 1st, 2013. No, it's on my Gmail. We had we Ken have- Rosenthal. I think we had Peter Gammons, and we had like we had three of the worst guests that okay, day. Okay, well, we, we like these guys. Well, I don't like Ken Rosenthal. Fuck him. No, but, I mean, just wonky but baseball I like guests Gammons. for opening day. We had, oh, it was opening day? Yeah. Is that the day you wanted Jeff Pass and I yelled at you? Yes. Okay. I was already yelling at you then? Uh, no, that might have been the next day, but yeah, okay. it was the first week. Right. Um, no, it's to, it's to not take Have you ever things- worked with somebody who hates guests more than me? No. No? No. Generally all the, speaking, all the other hosts like guests? Oh, yeah. Most is of a crutcher. Yeah, well, I did a lot but, of one man. But shows. that's where I think that's where I think what part of our philosophy was. I think you sometimes booked like a guy who still hosted the night show with with a one guy, and I can understand why. Yeah, that took a while. Also, actually, when I did was at ESPN, they would have to have basically a guest. Yeah, we don't need that, right? No. So my 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 first and foremost is to not take things as seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, continue to work hard and to work on like big big name guests. So if I land one, like that's great. Like you know. Who? Uh, not Goodell, obviously, but a member, a senior member of the NFL, you know, right. offices that we could talk about because there really hasn't been. All you've heard is the NFL PA side constantly. You right. haven't heard the league you know, like side. Like a Troy Vincent or somebody, right? Right. That'd be um, very good. Um, good. You know, I, I like what you're thinking. I'm thinking, you know, n- not as big, but you know, in the first month, wouldn't be awful to hear from Tom Brady Senior. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, leading into the first game, with we haven't the done well with him so far. We haven't. No. I Why haven't. is that? Not, it's not your fault. Uh, I don't know. He just. Never really got back to me, but I feel like I'll give it another try this do time. Do we know but why Brady can't do our show like right now? He can. He just doesn't want to? He just doesn't want to. And we're okay with that? I mean... Nobody ever says, well, I mean, you're getting paid? I, I honestly don't know how that works, but I, I know for a fact that it's his choice. There's nobody that's saying Or is it contractually can't. that the starting quarterback comes on the show? Well, I guess they could put it that the Patriots want to have... The Patriots probably are in charge. But I'm I sure bet you, I, I guarantee you that Tom, if Tom wanted to, he could say to I Stacey, think so. I want to do it. I think so. Um, so yeah, and that's and then you know be be more organized in terms of you've done getting, a, right, get, you've done a great a job ready. already. You got our first show. I have to drive to Foxborough at six a.m. So yes. good job. Thanks for winning that fight as usual. 
Me and my, we're gonna be down in that basement, and that we will be. Oh, excellent, great! That'll be that'll sound great. I'm really looking my forward first to doing day that back, show. Just you, so you I'm gonna be in Mark. a shitty mood. You know that it's gonna be remote. Yep. It's gonna sound bad. I'm gonna be in a crappy mood. You're gonna be there. Yep. Okay. Fantastic. Handing out waters, and I'll be yelling at you. Yep. So nothing will have changed, and except you'll except you won't mind as much. I will try my best to not mind as much. Correct. Do you think there's a chance you'll be driving home in that? You saw that same Jeep yours, or whatever it is. No. New car. New car. What do you got? Well, I'm actually just driving. I'm driving my dad's car. Is right your dad now. still paying your credit card? No. How is he not paying your credit card? You're not working. He was paying for it before. Well, he pays. Well, there's one credit card that's for. for <laughs> you're you're lying card. again. No. Well, I, I don't use that. I have my own card. You told me you use it for like dog food and shit. That's well. I guess that's pretty much. Oh, <laughs> well, which is it? There is a card that my dad helps pay with. Yes. Arguing with skinny Curtis is almost more annoying than arguing with fat Curtis. Really? So when, I'm, when you're driving home in this car of yours back to Selfie, are you going to be thinking, there's a chance on Monday thinking, I have made a huge mistake? Well, I know for a fact that there is a lot of people in my family that are waiting for me to say that. Who who doesn't who doesn't want you to have take – what does is, what is the lovely uh, Jessica my, Curtis think of this? Uh, she is um, – Dead set against it? Not dead set, but – Do you need me to talk to her? <laughs> no, I no? do not. No, I don't think that See, I don't help. think she dislikes me. No, she doesn't. Yeah. But what's her problem? She thinks you're going to fall. She's back just and... she's just like, what's going to change? She has the same questions you asked. Yeah. Um, How about what well, mom and dad aren't happy about you coming back? Uh, they're not huge fans. No. Why? Um, they just say that you know I can do other things. I can do whatever. But, you gonna, you, but, you, but you don't want to do anything else. I don't. That's my point. That's did why you I'm ever think you in the past four months did you look outside of the world of sports talk radio? No. Not at all. Not really. Did you look any like these smaller towns to do like? You know, PD, anywhere there? There was a thing on Fargo I saw on LinkedIn. Hubbock, Texas? Hubbock, Texas is is hiring. No, this is what I want to do. That's why I'm here. I want to do it. I think I can do do it well. Do you still want to be a PD one day? Uh, Not as much, to be honest. So this is what you want to do for the rest of your life is produce a radio show? No, I mean, mean, if if the PD comes. I'm 32. You're 32? If the PD comes, you would take it. Yeah. You a candidate for the PD job right no, now? No, I am not. You are not? That You're, was made There's clear. about nine candidates. Every time I turn around, someone else is telling me something different. No, yeah. No, that can be, you can trust me on so that. So the misses. The parents, yeah. the sister, the sister, the in-laws, the in-laws. Yeah, nobody wants you to take the job. I mean, nobody was. Let's put it this way: when I said I was planning on doing it, nobody was like, "Wow, good for you." I was stunned when when Zarbano told me. I was like, "He's coming back." Yeah. Uh, okay, great. I mean, look, I'm looking forward to having you back. My prediction is, you're going to be miserable within a month. You're going to say, "I can't believe I did this," and you will be gone. What's today? August what? Seventeenth. Eighteenth. Eighteenth. Jesus, he's already. Tell me what fucking day it is, Chris. August 18th, I'll say by Thanksgiving, you'll be gone. That's my. Pr- I hope I'm wrong. I hope you're still 190 pounds and happy. But I don't, given the nature of this show, given the time of day, given who you're dealing with, I think it's, it's going to be too much for you again. And I don't want to see this happen. You're a good guy. I like this. I'm glad we got this out of the way today. This sort of the, the re- I was waiting for how this was going to manifest itself, but it's good. I'm glad we had this, this chat. You have no response to that? Me saying that I don't think it's going to work? I disagree. I don't know how many times I can say it. I disagree. I think it can work, and I think it will work because of what's happened at this bu- in this building and with the show in particular. <laughs> All right. So that's Chris Curtis. He's back uh, Monday morning on the uh, Dennis and Callahan show featuring Minahan live from Gillette Stadium. Chris has already told me we have Mike Reese at 7.05. We have Phil Perry at 7.20. Uh, who else? Are we we got Chris Gasper live from Rio to wrap things up at 8.05. And then Jimmy G will come in and uh, talk to uh, me and Tangway or Mutt or whoever. But Curtis is back. Chris Curtis couldn't, you know, for all his hatred, for all the way he couldn't stand it, he's addicted to it. He's addicted to this business as so many of these people are. He couldn't leave. He couldn't walk away. He would mock Steve Chaccio for being addicted to this job. But Chaccio never came back. Chris Curtis came crawling back. Day one is Monday.
All right, thanks as always for listening to the Enough About Me podcast. If you want more podcasts like this with guests like Artie Lang, where, who else is going to have Artie Lang and fucking Bob Ryan on the same podcast or David Portnoy and uh, John Tomasi? If you want to listen to podcasts like this, you go to iTunes, Stitcher, you can go to WEI.com, you can go to the mobile app. When you go to iTunes, leave a rating, leave a review, and subscribe. That's going to help us out a lot. If you want more of these, leave a rating, leave a review, and subscribe. Make sure you do that for me. That is a command. Now do it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.